This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Get a Casper mattress and get a great night's sleep. Try it for 100 nights risk-free. Go to casper.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Get $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. I got to tell you, the tenderloin, by the way, one of the staff goes, wait a minute, was this supposed to be one of the fails? I was like, <laughs> no, no, this is an additional suggestion for you if you're worried about fails. Um, the tenderloin with the lobster in it and the mushrooms, I'm amazed at how good it is. Because, I mean, it's tenderloin. You go, okay, it's going to be tenderloin. Yeah. And I like lobster, so you got some lobster, too. But it becomes this whole other thing with the flavors and the mushrooms together. Yeah, that's that, that kind of additional flavor, what he talks about, umami, that kind of earthy tone. It gives a lot of depth to everything. Mm-hmm. And they were sautéed in two sticks of butter with a little salt and pepper in there, so it really helps. Have you heard of the calamari index? <laughs> the calamari index is um, a, a tool to measure how long a particular item will be trendy on restaurant menus, and it goes back to when calamari was like the trendy item in the late 70s and 80s. And they tracked how long it was popular. And then, like, uh, right now, like, Brussels sprouts are really big right oh, now. Oh, that's the menus. number one vegetable on, on menus. The, the number one new one. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, how long will it be around? Well, you go to Calamari Index, and you look and you see about how many, like, 18 months trendy, whatever. Yeah. And it, most of these start off at, like, high-end restaurants. Mm-hmm. And somebody tries to do something different. And then people follow suit. And it goes Absolutely. lower, lower, lower. Until finally, it ends up on like some of the lowest, like price-wise or whatever, or most common restaurants out there. And by then, it's everybody's moved on at the upper end. Yeah. So at the end, you get you can get it at Luby's, basically. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. It's very, hey, I'm not knocking Luby's. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's just you know lower end price yeah. point or whatever. Um, so what else is out there right now that's really trendy? I mean, we had think about all the things in the past, like like you said, calamari that was big. The shrimp cocktail. Remember, you used to yeah, eat a shrimp right. cocktail? And uh, over the last five years, ceviche has really come to, to And what be is the ceviche? Star. So ceviche is a, is a seafood that's been marinated in an acid like lemon or lime to cook it. Um, and then it's served in that juice. So typically it's, with... it's raw, but then the, the acids mm-hmm. uh, essentially cook it, is that yep. what they think of. That's what they do. I had some um, within the last couple of months, and I had not been exposed to it before. And I like some fish. Some fish gets a little fishy for me. Mm-hmm. I thought it was sensational. It was done really well. Well, and the acid kind of helps with that. It, it takes some of the fishiness away. And the marinade that they use for it in each country in South America is a little bit different. So in, in um, Ecuador, for instance, they use orange juice and ketchup. They actually, they wow. actually pre-cook the fish just a little bit, take some of that broth, put it in with the fish, and then add the orange juice, ketchup, marinade, a little lemon juice, and they let it sit for, you know, six to eight hours until it's done and serve it. It's really good with really thinly sliced red onions. Uh, and they serve it with popcorn and plantain chips on the side. It's wait, phenomenal. Wait, wait, wait. Popcorn chain. Well, food is about texture not, <clears throat> and temperatures, right? So you want something um, that brings a little extra character to the dish. The okay. popcorn's kind of flavorless, but it adds crunch. And okay, the plantain, I guess that yeah. does make sense. That's just, yeah, you don't think of that as being served. <laughs> unless it's Snoopy's Thanksgiving, you don't think of popcorn being served with, with a meal like that. Now, can the ceviche be, um, are there are variations on it? Can you do other meats? I mean, I know there's Absolutely. like um, mm-hmm. beef tartare, for example, yeah. or something like that. Can you use the acids to cook other things like that? Um, you can. It um, probably gets a little weird when it gets to meat. It, it does. And, and ceviche, <laughs> you, can only use, you should only use certain fish. Okay. Like, things that you know are safe uh, to cook in that manner. You get into beef or chicken. You obviously don't want to do poultry yeah, that way. Yeah, you can't do poultry because no. of salmonella and whatever. Well, I actually had uh, chicken sashimi in Japan one time. That was very interesting. You mean, so raw, like sashimi? Yeah, like I don't know what I was thinking, but I tried it. Wow, what were they thinking? I mean, I guess there's... 
I guess they thought the dipping sauce would just take care of everything. <laughs> that's, Drinking that a sake, it's all good, good the next the, day. The raw chicken doesn't sound good, though. No. Was it good? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> I you think were, I blocked it out. You blocked it out or you're pretty drunk, right? Because I, I'd probably try it if I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I had drank a little bit of sake that day. Okay, so at one time, like you mm-hmm. said, you got shrimp, uh, cocktail. shrimp cocktail. You'd go to dinner parties, fancy whatever, mm-hmm. cocktail receptions or at, um, at uh, uh, parties or anything mm-hmm. like this. And they would put out the big bowl of shrimp cocktail with oh, the yeah. cocktail sauce in the middle, whatever. And that just went away. We didn't do that. And then we had like lower end appetizers like... Um, potato skins and mozzarella sticks and all the variations mm-hmm. on those. And, man, those hung around a long time. And then those finally Jalapeno went away. poppers. Jalapeno poppers, mm-hmm. which... And you know what's frustrating about those, too, is that by the time they start becoming commonplace, they're not done as very well. Well, they're not. I mean, the reason that they became popular in the first place was somebody set a standard that no one else was able to achieve. Right? Oh, people it said, was, I love this. I yeah, want to do this, too. But exactly. you can't do it the same standard. Yeah, and, well, or you can't do it because the price point is different. Mm-hmm. So you have to lower this, the, the quality of the ingredients. Um, your staff may not be as trained. And, and it just kind of trickles down. Well, I can attest to that around here. It's not about cooking, but not as well trained. Yes, I think we all know about that. Well, you've heard my thought. I mean, the, the restaurant industry <laughs> is very diluted right now. Uh, there are so many restaurants and so few qualified employees it, that almost, well, really that's got to make it harder, too. If you have a good product, you've know, you got to deal with people trying all this other stuff. It's going to take you longer to be able to make a profit. Yeah, I mean, I've had to, I don't want to say dumb it down, but I've had to simplify menus because I didn't have the staff to execute. I think, wow. you know, look at, you know, Bentonville. We both know the town very well up in yeah. Arkansas. Um, you know, it's a phenomenal economy, some great restaurants conceptually, but I think a lot of times the restaurants don't execute. Um, they just don't have the supporting staff, and not just there. It's, it's all over the country. When you, when, you, when you say you don't have the well-trained staff, too, is it, I'm certain part of it's got to be about time, you it know, because you don't have as, as many staff members or whatever because of the, you know, the profit margin and price point. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you say trained because they don't know how to make certain things, or is it, what I, skills would, would they not have? Well, I think, um, so first, the, the labor pool is kind of diluted. It's smaller to pull from. Okay. So in Bentonville, uh, for instance, they have... We're talking about Bentonville, Arkansas, Bentonville, by the Arkansas, way, the home sorry. of... Um, Sam's and Walmart. Walmart, yeah. yeah. So they have, say, 50 restaurants. Well, they're all pulling from the same 200 employees or 250 or 300 experienced employees. Okay. It's not a college town, and no one's going to drive 30 miles for 50 miles from Fayetteville to get there. And, and you run into that problem in a lot of places. Even Houston, it's a large city. And there are so many restaurants opening all the time, you just can't train enough staff as fast as the restaurants are opening. So they're not as able to make certain dishes. They're not as mm-hmm. fast. They can't hi- hi- handle the volume. Yeah, and you have so a lot of new employees that have never worked in a restaurant before. Some of the other things I remember that used to be uh, really popular, and I always mention this one because it's a great dish and you rarely see it, is mm-hmm. Beef Wellington. Yep. Beef Wellington was the thing. When my parents were courting back in the 50s or whatever, <laughs> this would be, you know, the very upscale thing you would go to get, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And Beef Wellington is the, probably tender, is it almost always tenderloin? It's a tenderloin with basically a puff pastry around it. And it's got the same mushroom mix that I used. Du- it's called a duck cell okay. on top. And then you wrap it and then you bake it in the oven. S- sensational. So what's coming in the future? What, what types of things are people experimenting with around the, the country, the world, whatever, that you're likely going to see? Because we've seen things like um, there's been a Korean food explosion in the Korean Huge. food trucks, mm-hmm. Korean tacos and whatever. Um, what are the little sandwiches, the Vietnamese sandwiches? Oh, banh mi. Uh, banh mi, mm-hmm. we've seen those. Yep. So what type of things do you think you're going to see in the, in the future? Well, I saw a few uh, examples of sushi burgers last week where they make the patty out of this, the sushi rice. Okay, sushi rice, uh, gotcha. And then they put whatever filling in between. 
So it's um, sashimi or some sort of tartare. Okay. It's very interesting. Um, I'm not, you know, again, I'm kind of a purist, so I'm hesitant, but it looks delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the poke bowls we talked about, which is a take on, you know, the marinated tuna or other fish with um, vegetables over a, over a bowl of rice. Um, Are we seeing, I mean, we've we got to be seeing more uh, influence from around the world, too, more flavors coming from other places. It's definitely more ethnic and it's simpler, right? The flavors are more simple. It's pure. It's a lot more pure. Uh, well, that's something that I've been focused on recently, too, is it, <laughs> I like a lot of flavor. Yeah. So it's my natural instinct, if I'm cooking something, to go put a lot of stuff in it and put a, not just a lot of an individual, but a lot of different types of stuff in it. I want flavor. When really it comes down to the salt, pepper, garlic, a couple of very simple things. Quality that, of the ingredients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes all the difference. So um, i got to believe a lot of this stuff is being driven by millennials now. Yes. Young generations are up. These are people who want quality. They mm-hmm. want fresh. They want simple, yeah. right? They want the experience. Explain this experience, too, because you not only consult restaurants, it's uh, grocery stores, you have some familiarity with that and prepared foods in there. Mm-hmm. So really in the business end, what is the experience? Because it's not just restaurants. Let's say somebody owns another business out there and you're trying to bring in um, younger generations. What do you mean by they're looking for an experience? Well, you can go to any restaurant and get food brought to you on a plate uh, for the right price. What people want is something extra, whether that's something that you bring. There's a place in, in Austin, and uh, at the end of the meal, every, they come around with a little, they have a, a cart, and they give everybody a little ice cream cone. It so doesn't cost anything. Little... Yeah, you get to choose one of three flavors or whatever, but it's, it's the, an extra something special. It makes you feel special. It does. It elevates the level of service, the, ele- the level hmm. of food. So this is almost like it, when we of modest means get an opportunity to go to... Um, an all-inclusive resort or something mm-hmm. like this, and they're, they're treating you at a level of sophistication that you're not used to, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I get to be a little special. I get to be a little exactly. pampered here, that type of thing. Um, and you, you, in your mind, have always thought of that as being wealthier people. Mm-hmm. Is it, it seems to me that the millennials are thinking they want that, yet they're the first generation to make less than their parents mm-hmm. as, as a generation in America. So I see them giving up things like they're not buying the house, they're not doing some of these things that cost them money and instead selectively spending their money on that. I still want some of those things my parents had. Mm -hmm. I still want some of those nice things, but I got to kind of pick and choose. So bang for my buck too, is that kind of it? I I think so, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, they're the largest driving force in the food service industry right now. You know, 20 years ago or even 10 years ago, it was the baby boomers. Right. And that's kind of past. Millennials have taken over. Which this is, is hilarious because Generation X was called X because it's the lost generation. I mean, well before millennials had been born, they said, listen, the, the generation that comes after the baby boomer is the lost generation. It's going to be fewer in numbers and it's Generation X and they'll be kind of skipped over and blah, blah, blah. So, at which I am Generation X. So... During the baby boomers, the whole time, I'm growing up or whatever, it was all about catering to the baby boomers. Cater- and finally, you're too young, kid. It's all about the baby boomers. Get the hell out of here. Now I have come of age. Mm-hmm. Now the generation is here, and they said, we got to go after this generation after them that has so many, so mm-hmm. many people, it's deep pockets, and they skipped right over us. We never had our day in the sun, and now I'm the old guy. You yeah, know what I mean? but so- we're on TV. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's true, at least for this moment. Um, so, yeah, so they just kind of jumped over, mm-hmm. but they're driving all of this now, this, you know, deep pockets, and the Generation X is just kind of, it kind of jumped over them. Absolutely. You know, this is a, so the uh, millennials are the first generation to spend more money dining out than on groceries. But they don't cook, right? No, they go to, so they go to Whole Foods. They don't buy, typically they don't buy groceries. They buy prepared foods. 
Is it that they can't cook, or is it the experience? Is it a combination of things? It's, well, I, I think, think it's I think it's, it's trading time for money, right? So you can you can you can do that both ways in earning and in spending. They'd prefer to spend their time doing other more social activities and save the time cooking, and, and but get something that's high perceived value and healthfully it's perceived as being very healthful. You're right. So their perception is, and, and Whole Foods does a nice job. Absolutely. I mean, they can be a little pricey with stuff or whatever. Yeah. But they do a very nice job. Um, they. Uh, they have the perception, whether it's true or not, and I've got a lot of it probably is, that it's very healthy. Absolutely. So they, is it, is it also being seen, is it about the bag that I go to Whole Foods, I go to Starbucks, it's I It's the have, new Tiffany's blue bag. Is, is it kind of that as so. well? So you have a little bit of that, they go there and do this, and then they say, I would rather buy this stuff than spend that time preparing the food, mm-hmm. um, and it's worth the money, even if it's a little pricey, right? Absolutely. It's worth it because then I can spend that time doing whatever else. Yeah. Interesting. Fascinating stuff. Um, you want to understand how to make money in the world, you got to understand some of these concepts, and we're just trying to figure this stuff out as well because, as I said, I've been fascinating about business, and I, I want to help people as much as possible. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. The key to having a great day starts with having a great night's sleep, and I know because I have a Casper mattress. The Casper mattress was invented with two high-tech foams that give you all of the support that you need and guarantee that you get the best night's sleep ever. Time Magazine named Casper mattress one of the best inventions of 2015. Casper ships for free in a box so small you won't believe it holds the actual mattress, making it simple to get from your front door to your bedroom. And you try it for 100 nights risk-free. They'll come and pick it up if you don't love it as much as I love mine. And they'll refund every single dime. Once you try it, you're never going to want to sleep on anything else. Having a great day by having a great night's sleep. Casper.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. $50 off the purchase of your mattress at Casper.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Don't forget, $50 off the purchase of your mattress. Casper.com slash Glenn. Terms and conditions do apply.